So, the big question is this. How are pitching coaches like us, who aren't lazy and driven by our ego, who actually care about getting every player better, how do we coach in a way that lets us break free from the status quo, see things differently, and impact each one of our players for the better, all while changing the landscape of this game? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andy Powers, and welcome to the Pitching Secrets Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Andy again, and uh, I don't know if you can hear it or not. It's a real windy night. I'm outside uh, walking around, and uh, we've got, uh, got a lot of wind around here, so hopefully it's not too bad, and uh, you guys can hear it. So, hey, today I want to talk about something that is very much... Um, I would say ingrained into our game, and uh, it was even something that I did. And um, you know, it comes to the topic of icing your arm. And uh, what's interesting is that it seems like this has been around for you know probably like decades. And I bet that if you asked a lot of coaches or, or people who uh, who did it or or you know advise you to do it why uh, they probably couldn't tell you or you probably get an answer like you know that maybe uh maybe it you know it helps with the recovery or helps with the soreness or what i grew up with uh being told was that it uh, it helps with the uh, lactic acid that's built up in uh, from your throwing um and uh you know it was uh, uh when so when i grew up I would pitch, and then after I was done throwing, I would ice my arm because uh, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, we even had an old sleeve. Um, it was a, like a, a, an ice pack that would wrap around Velcro strap around your shoulder and Velcro up around your, your elbow. We'd uh, keep it in a, in a cooler for games, and as soon as I was done pitching, we'd throw that on there. And, uh, and I didn't, I'd, arm was never sore. I had kind of what we'd call a, a rubber arm, and I could throw a ton. And then I got to college. And same thing, you know, and the, but, you know, the trainers go to the trainer, hey, get a couple of bags of ice, and then they, they'd wrap it on you and stuff. And you can see that all over the place uh, today. But I always had my arm would be really stiff and sore the next day. And then I'd, you know, I'd go out and I'd start throwing and all that, and, and eventually it would get better. And uh, what's fascinating is that I started to sit here and try to figure out what, why, what, what, what's the deal with, uh, with icing? Well, one of the differences that I made before going to college and playing was that when I was on the road and we would ice, I always did what we I would call a kind of a, a, a cycle. So I would ice for 10 minutes, then I'd put it in a hot tub for 10 minutes. Ice for 10 minutes, and then a hot tub for 10 minutes. That was my routine, 40 minutes or so. And the idea that I had in my mind was that the ice was kind of slowing everything down and the lactic acid and all that, that gunk and junk in there that we were told is there uh, was kind of all accumulating together. And then I'd put it in the hot water and then it would increase that blood flow and it would sit there and flush it out. And that's why I felt so good. And when I was in college, I didn't do that anymore. I just did the ice part. We didn't do the heating part. And uh, I thought, well, maybe that's that's what was going on. Well, fast forward now uh, to where we've been able to do a lot more research. And I won't go too deep into it at all into this podcast, but one of the things about it is that the lactic acid idea is just simply not true. Um, we can talk about that for another day, but lactic acid isn't being built up in your arm um, in that sense. You have to you have to basically be utilizing a muscle continuously for 
you know, a, a period of 16 seconds to about two minutes. Uh, and you got to enter into an, inj- uh, an energy state of your body that produces the lactic acid. The game of baseball is simply just not played that way. So lactic acid really doesn't exist. Well, if, if the lactic acid isn't the issue, well, what is it? Well, when we throw a baseball, what happens is, is that we are tearing down muscle fibers. And you could even possibly say, as I've referred to it many times, as kind of a micro trauma. It sounds horrible. It's really not, though. It's completely normal. It's just like if you go into the gym and you're doing squats or bench press, you're slowly, uh, you know, you're tearing small muscle fibers. And then what happens is, is that they repair themselves and they come back stronger. It's the same concept, same idea. It's totally normal, no big deal when we're throwing. Here's where the issue is, is that when that happens, your brain doesn't understand that you're throwing a baseball. It just understands that we've experienced a micro trauma in the shoulder or the elbow. And so what it does is it activates these special cells that are in our bodies. They're called undifferentiated mesenchymal cells. We just call them UMCs. And basically, those, they're like the, 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 the white lab coat cells, right? So they get sent to the area and uh, get there to show up. They're kind of like stem cells, except they don't have a specific purpose. Well, here's the problem. How do they get to the area that they're needed? Blood flow. Well, ice inhibits and slows down blood flow. So the whole process and idea of ice that you think that is helping you is actually stalling or preventing the recovery process from starting. Okay. Now I also said they're kind of like stem cells, but they don't have a specific purpose, which means when they do get to the area, they'll just kind of show up and go, what do you need me for? And you've got to train those muscles. You've got to train those areas through active functional movements. Okay. Restorative functional movements is what I call them, where you're lightly sending them, putting them through areas. It's kind of like, uh, getting, uh, you know, a whole bowl of mixed up spaghetti and putting all of the spaghetti straight again, side by side that helps the recovery process. So why was it that when I was before college, I would be fine. And then in college I wouldn't, well, it was because of the hot tub. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world to do, although the circulation of the water and the hot water helped. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world to do, but it was definitely better than not doing anything. I've told people before, a hot shower is is better than anything because it does accelerate that blood flow, which does send those UMCs to the area a lot faster. Now, what I would suggest for you to do instead is as soon as you know you're done throwing for the day. Now, this doesn't have to apply just to pitchers, by the way. But as soon as you're done throwing for the day, go through some restorative functional movements, which could be light band work, you know, J-bands. It could be a shoulder tube if you have it. It could be just making a, a light movement of throwing. Nothing strenuous. If you're experiencing any kind of pain or discomfort, stop or you're doing it too hard or, or wrong somehow. But you're just trying to activate those UMCs to start repairing yourself. And I bet you if you do that and you don't ice, you come out the next day, You'll be shocked how you feel. You know, I've got a lot of guys that have come over to us at TPI, and a lot of those guys have come in, you know, um, with that same mentality of, well, I ice after after my games. I kind of give them that same little explanation that I've given to you. And I I remember, uh, I remember uh, it was interesting. I I remember one of the kids is, you know, really good kid, pitching pitching in college baseball. His name is Jacob. And, uh, Definitely a guy who was sitting there, you know, I ice after my game. So I said, okay, here, I'll tell you what. You're getting ready to go play in a big tournament this weekend. 
do me a favor. I said, look, I'm not telling you not to ice. I'm just giving you the information. If you want to do it, if it helps you or mentally or physically, go for it. And the same thing with you. But I said, Jacob, this week, this weekend, when you're done pitching, do these things instead. Do these restorative functional movements instead. And then when I see you on Monday, tell me how you feel. He came back on Monday and I said, well, how'd it go? He said, I did what you said. And I said, and he goes, my arms never felt better. And to this day, he's never iced again. Now, here's the one thing I will say about ice. If there is an injury present, we do want ice because injuries usually are going to create swelling and we actually do want to reduce the amount of blood flow to that area. But if this is just normal wear and tear, guys, there's a lot of better ways to do this uh, and do and through the, re the recovery process. Okay. So I hope that that helps you uh, with what you're doing and uh, good luck to you. I hope that you guys are staying safe and I'll talk to you all later. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Pitching Secrets Podcast. If you want to learn more secrets to enhancing your pitching coach abilities and add to your playbooks, all while breaking free from the current status quo of today's coaching, then I want you to join me in my movement to becoming a pitching boss. To start, I'd like to give you a free three-day masterclass for pitching coaches. In this masterclass, we will take a deep dive together on arm care, creating your daily routine, and developing your pitching staff rotation management chart. Go to texaspitchinginstitute.com forward slash masterclass and sign up to get started today.